I've got a special guest on the phone with me today, born in Johannesburg, South Africa, and has since now relocated over to New York City with the hit singles Elevate, Physical, and Dancing on Glass. It's pop singer-songwriter Jean-Philippe Grobler from St. Lucia. Hello, Jean. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to, to be here. We're going to give our listeners a bit of an introduction. You grew up singing in the Drakensberg Boys Choir school and uh, you've pretty much come a long way since those days haven't you because you now base yourself in Brooklyn New York City looking back on that uh, John how have you adapted to the change and you know relocating over into a different continent um, I mean yes I, I've definitely you know I live in a very very different different place to where um, I started out with my life you know I, I was born in Johannesburg in South Africa and um, I went to the Jocks Boys Choir, like you said, which was, you know, in this beautiful kind of idyllic part of South Africa, which is sort of the mountains of South Africa. And it's still, I mean, even to this day, pretty, pretty undeveloped. Um, so, you know, I kind of had this, I suppose, Harry Potter-esque childhood um, <laughs> and, you know, lived in Liverpool for a few years studying music. And now I live over here in New York and um, absolutely love living in New York. It's such a beautifully multicultural city. And, um, you know, we live in, we live, my, my wife and I live in Brooklyn. And, um, yeah, it's just a really, really awesome place to live, you know. And it's, um, it's definitely different, but, you know, and the, the drawbacks are definitely compensated for with all the awesome things that you can do and see every day. Now, you've travelled and performed internationally, you know, throughout Europe, Japan, and even right here in Australia. Plus, you've sang the national anthem in front of Nelson Mandela and an entire country at the 1995 Rugby World Cup. That must have been some experience for you. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. It's so funny because uh, so many people ask me about that these days. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I think at the time that it happened, I was very young. I think I was 11 years old, so I just didn't <laughs> fully understand the, the, the sort of the gravity of the situation. Um, obviously, the game was, it was you know, between uh, my home country and your home country. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was just amazing seeing all these, all these kind of rugby stars just being on that same field and just feeling that energy and um, that moment and, you know, seeing Nelson Mandela. And, yeah, I mean, it was just, it's hard to put into words, to be honest. A little birdie tells me that you're playing on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in a couple of days. Have you got anything special planned for that? Um, nothing too crazy. I mean, we have, we have some cool, like, video content. Um, we're playing Dancing on Glass um, on, that, on that show for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think you can't really do anything like too crazy on those shows. It's basically, like you go on, you play the show, you have like the song, you have barely any time, and then it's like done, you know. So, um, but it's definitely going to be fun to play and hopefully fun to watch as well. Now, when you didn't go over to the New York City, you started writing pop songs and recorded under the name Saint Lucia. I want to know how you come up with that name. Did the island nation Saint Lucia in the Caribbean have anything to do with the name change? It didn't actually. Um, basically, so, so the the story is that you know I was looking for a name for the band, and um, I thought, ah, oh, it might be cool if I named it after a place in South Africa. You know, maybe there's some somewhere that uh, I could name it after that has some kind of significance to me um, for, for my life. And so I just took out a map of South Africa. I took a pen, uh, closed my eyes, and put the pen down on the map. And I think it was the fifth try that it landed on Saint Lucia in South Africa. 
Um, and St. Lucia is, you know, a place that I used to go to on vacation with my parents when I was growing up. And it's this kind of um, not too dissimilar to the, the St. Lucia in the Caribbean. It's like a kind of tropical place that people go on vacation. And it's a beautiful sort of nature reserve by the ocean. And um, the moment I hit that with the pen, just kind of all the pieces fell into place because all the music that I've been working on up until that point, sort of developing the St. Lucia sound. You know, if you think of the name St. Lucia, I think it like puts a lot of similar imagery into your head. You know, the music that I was making had this sort of tropical escapist quality to it. And the place, St. Lucia, is this place that you go to to escape. And it's this hazy kind of tropical, nostalgic kind of place. And um, so I just immediately realized that that's the name that I'd have to go with. I want to ask you about the St. Lucia sound, Jean, because uh, it is a great one. And it's, you know, very shiny. It's 80s influence, synth-driven pop. It's it's an amazing sound. You also released your, your, your first self-titled EP in 2012 and followed it up in 2013 with your full-length album, When the Night, remixed some tracks for Foster the People and Charlie XCX. How was that experience, doing those things solo and then working with these artists? And you happy and quite comfortable working in this genre of music? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I feel like what's interesting is, you know, people have sort of pegged us as this, or me as this kind of electro-pop, like, 80s guy, you know, but <laughs> I have so many different musical influences like you know for example i'd love to at some point work on a rock record because i i was and still am like a really big you know rock rock and roll fan um yeah and you know i i really i really really enjoy working with different artists because i i enjoy being in the position you know being on a little more of a kind of outside perspective position because you know when i work on saint lucia stuff it's like i have to be thinking on on all these different levels at all times you know i'm thinking as the songwriter as the artist and then as the producer and then i'm thinking just at all these different levels whereas if i'm working with an artist and helping them sort of bring their vision to life it's a little more freeing in, in, in the sense that like i don't have to think of so many things i can just sort of look at it from the outside and um, it's kind of, it's refreshing in a sense in comparison to what I do on a day-to-day basis. You've been making music since uh, 12 years old, influenced by Michael Jackson, Sting, Boys to Men, Phil Collins, and even uh, Fleetwood Mac and Lionel Richie. There's some great names in there, John. <laughs> I have to say, they're all my favourite artists as well. Do you still look up to them? Do they still inspire you to help put St. Lucia Records out there? Yeah, I mean, all those artists definitely um inspire me in a lot of ways you know it's funny because i feel like when i was when i was originally developing saint lucia there was still like a big connotation i think you know in many ways there still is like a little bit of a guilty pleasure connotation to listening to some of those artists and when i was developing saint lucia i i realized that i had this sort of you know that i that I loved those artists, but that I always felt a little bit of kind of guilt to about sort of liking them, that it was not like cool in some kind of way. Um, and so I think, you know, when St. Lucia really started taking shape was when I just started embracing the fact that I like some things that some people consider to be in bad taste, you know, and started <laughs> sort of combining that with, um, with slightly more progressive influences that I, that I also have, you know, because I think... I think it's important, you know, if you're really going to find your own artistic voice to embrace all the different sides of your taste, whether they're frowned upon by the cool people or whatever, you know, and just yeah. kind of bring them out because... 
think that that's how you find something unique is combining all those different parts of yourself. I'm after your opinion, Jean, because we have lost the likes of David Bowie and also just recently Glenn Frey from the Eagles. The response around the world, you know, the grief that from the fans as well. Did you look up to them as musical uh, industry icons for yourself? Um, I mean, you know, I, I never super really got into the Eagles that much, even though obviously I know like a lot of their big songs. Um, but David Bowie was a massive, massive, massive influence of mine. Um, it's funny actually because, you know, I, I think I could go as far to say as to say that he might have been the biggest influence on our new album. Um, because, you know, once we started touring a lot, I realized that I just had a lot of kind of spare time in my hands that I could just waste or, you know, I could use it for something worthwhile. And so I started kind of delving back into artist catalogs that I realized I hadn't listened to that much and David Bowie was one of those artists that I always kind of admired from a distance but had never really gone deep into his, his musical catalog and so I just started listening to his albums from the first one all the way through and just seeing how he developed as an artist and watching his videos, you know, how he, he just kind of seemed to be completely fearless. He didn't care what people sort of thought about him and people were like, you know, wondered about his sexuality at a time where it wasn't that accepted and how he just, you know, embraced that and kept changing his persona and, um, you know, I think in many ways helped a lot of people who had similar personality traits to kind of find the sort of someone to look up to in him and he definitely paved the way for, for those kind of kinds of artists. Now, I want to ask you about the brand new album, John Matter. It's called Matter. It's out on January the 29th, featuring uh, this single that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, Dancing on Glass. Without giving too much away for the fans, what can we expect from this new album? Um, you know, I, I, think that, I think the new album um, expands on the St. Lucia sound in many ways. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, a big part of what we do is, is that part of it is this kind of progressive, um, sort of experimental. Uh, non-linear kind of songwriting style and you know there's a lot of both um, you know there's the pop songs like Dancing on Grass um, like Physical I guess is a pop song Do You Remember is also a pop song and then there's the more kind of progressive songs like Home and Rescue Me and um, so you know it's, it's, it's definitely a very thought through album the album has a very you know specific journey so I would urge you to listen to it in order if you can <laughs> um, yeah it's just you know, it's it's. Um, I think in in some ways it's less sort of atmospheric and dreamy than than our first album, When the Night. Um, but it's kind of, and instead of that, it's sort of leaner and a little bit more kind of muscular in certain ways. You know, we kind of cleared away a little bit of the clutter that I think we had on the last album, which I didn't think was a bad thing, but just it somehow felt right with this one to have it be a little more kind of just to have a few less things going on at one time and to let the individual elements shine through a little bit more. You've got a brand new single out, Love Somebody. Someone's dubbed it a slow-burning centrepiece of the new album and it's a gorgeous electro-pop 80s ballad. What's your take on that one, Jean? Well, Love Somebody, um, it's so funny that people are thinking of it, of, of it as, as 80s because to me that might be the least 80s song on the album. <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> Uh, to me, I think what really influenced that song was um, growing up in the 90s and, you know, bands like, I guess, Boys to Men were coming out and, um, you know, just a lot of, like, the, the good kind of R&B at that, at that period of time. And obviously I was very young at that time, so I was very into Boys to Men, even though they probably aren't the coolest reference. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then, and then also I think, you know, 
when our um, when our first album came out, you know, all these kind of the sort of like neo soul movements started to happen um, with like Miguel. Um, yeah, I mean, there was just like so much great neo soul coming out at the time that our first album was, was made, and I think a lot of that just sort of like sort of was was stewing in the back of my mind. And then one day we were um, we were driving through the Canadian Rockies on this very long drive, boring drive in a van, boring but with beautiful scenery. And this idea just popped into my head, and it just kind of was a very seamless, kind of easy, easy song idea that just immediately made sense. And it was one of those rare occasions where you know it's very, very, it's a very easy and pleasurable experience writing a song, and it's very little kind of struggle. <laughs> I'm really, I'm absolutely very proud of that song, and I think it's 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 a, it's a little bit different to anything else on the record because it's so kind of spacious and down tempo and um, relaxed. A lot of a a lot of the rest of the album is very kind of intense in a lot of ways, I think. Now, one video that I have watched over and over again is the video for Dancing on Glass, the spray-on tans, the 80s pinup girl, you know, with the badges on her denim. Amazing video. Congratulations. <laughs> it is the most underrated pop song of 2015. Thanks, I'm, man. I'm just putting it out there. Who came up with the concept and idea for that video? So the video was, uh, well, first of all, thank you. I, I, I'm glad that you liked it. Um, <laughs> the video uh, concept was the keyboard player in our band's brother, Noah Paul, who's, uh, who's a director, a really great director. You know, we were very excited to get to work with him. He basically submitted this video treatment, you know, because when, you, when you're going to make a video, you basically get a few different directors to submit their ideas for the video. And we sort of roughly sketched the idea that we had for them to sort of go off, off of. And he sent us back this treatment that was just so perfectly in line with exactly what we wanted to do in our heads, but we're kind of finding it difficult to, to articulate. You know, we just thought it was kind of like a sort of not taking yourself too seriously spin on what the sort of ideas that the song is talking about, which is, you know, that we all have these desires and things or guilty pleasures or whatever that we kind of want to keep secret and not talk about. And it's in many ways about embracing those things and bringing them out, you know, even though maybe it is bad for you, like even though smoking is bad for you and we all shouldn't smoke maybe it's like good to smoke once in a while because it just is you know feeding a different side of yourself and if we're all good all the time life would just be boring <laughs> right <laughs> it's good for the soul they say now i want to just ask you about touring because you've toured with ellie goulding uh, have you got more dates scheduled because i realized that you've got some dates coming up in new york across january on the 29th that's where you kick it off and you're traveling right across the u.s have you got eyes on some more dates in 2016 and another mm-hmm. plan to come down to Australia? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we're doing everything we can uh, to come down to Australia. We love it down there. Um, Patty, my wife, and who plays keyboards in the band, her sister lives in Sydney. So, you know, we obviously love to visit her as well. Um, and then, you know, we're playing a whole bunch of festivals this summer. Um, and hopefully we'll make it to Europe as well, possibly Japan. And then definitely, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll do another at least US tour um, towards the end of the year. Well, it's going to be big. January 29th, it kicks off in New York, so there's uh, lots of dates coming up for all the US fans. Now, for the new single, available on iTunes and also available in CD and vinyl bundles, which is very good, that's coming out uh, January the 29th. And for all the fans wondering, uh, stlucianewyork.com is where you can find them on the website, facebook.com forward slash 
Saint Lucia and also at Saint Lucia on Twitter and Instagram. Congratulations with the brand new single and thanks for your time today, John. I'd love to have you when you're next in Melbourne. Absolutely, thank you. I'd, I'd love to love to be there. Now I am going to play the uh, single "Dancing on Class." Did you want to introduce that to our listeners today? Hey, this is John from Saint Lucia, and this is our new single "Dancing on Glass." <laughs> 